Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sip on All, where God puts the on awesome. I am your host, Brandon Windsor, and this is your very first time. Thank you for tuning in and joining us here on the show. The next three weeks, we have an amazing guest, a dear friend of mine by the name of Charles Menke. And these three episodes really blessed me, probably one of my favorite episodes to make because it was so real and so genuine, and I hope that it blesses you. Uh, a few things before we get to, into the show. You can now buy Sippin' All merch. You heard me right. You can now get some shirts and some sweatshirts. I'm trying to find out if I can get mugs and stickers, but I'll put the link in the description below. And of course, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. That link will be in the description as well. And don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. And you can now listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, guys, let's continue with the show and let's go meet my buddy Charles. What is up, Charles? Welcome to Seminole. Thank you, bro. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to be here, genuinely. I'm so happy that you're you're here with me. Thank you for being willing to do this so last minute. Of course, of course. That, yeah. To some people, this isn't last minute. Some people, this is right on time. Come on, but it is last come minute. on. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not trying I, to be rude. It is though. Yeah. Well, you're. I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. So <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. Well, you got your coffee that looks. Oh, we got old? it. I got okay, it. So well, I don't. Have you ever yeah. watched? Have you ever watched any of the episodes? You know what I'm about to do. Yeah, we're about to raise our glasses. We're going to say sip and awe. We're going to go, ah. Okay, here we go. You ready? Three, two, two one. Thank one. you, Lord, for this day that he made for you and me. <laughs> one, two, three. Bum, ba, da, bum. Ah. You didn't awe, but, but that's fine. Oh. That's really oh. the only part of... Oh. That's really the only part I knew, but you skipped that part. But then I tripped over the other part, so I looked yeah. like a retard. Yeah, Artard. Well, you look good, Charles. How you been? Oh man, I've been good. Uh, it's been a crazy whirlwind of a of a season of a life lately. To be honest, all the things that I I thought would metastasize and grow in my life did not. And okay. whether whether by disappointment or whether by blessing, they just my whole life has changed in a way that I did not expect. And it's not exactly what I wanted, but at the same time, I think it's what I needed. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I really thought music was going to take off and not in the sense of just like it blowing up and me being a musician, not in that, just like spending a lot more time, but I make no music right now at all. Well, like, yeah, which is, I, I would typically say that's depressing, but honestly, you know, honestly, it's, it's not, you know, I've been so focused on becoming a good leader. And cool. uh, that is like the only thing I've been reading about and studying is how to be a really high functioning person and how mm -hmm. to be a really great leader. So my calendar now is like stacked, dude. I mean, yeah. I've got sometimes 25 meetings a week, 20 meetings a week. Wow. And uh, it's just a new season where I'm learning how high functioning people operate, how to make all the meetings, how to hit all the deadlines, how to do all the dates, how to organize and schedule, you know, different. Like I was an executive assistant for a, a minister that was traveling across the globe and preaching. And I was managing his itinerary, making sure he gets to dates and stuff. And wow. um, that stuff, if you've never done that type of thing before, like yeah. it will make your brain blow. There's just so many details, like what time he's arriving, what times he's leaving, what time he's being picked up, what kind of food he's going to eat, where he's going to eat. Do his family, does his family want to eat? Do his kids want to eat? What kind of food did they like? What kind of restaurants are close to the hotel? And this isn't an exaggeration. So yeah. no, it's just, 
uh, it's just been a really, really new season for me. And I wanted it to be all music. And, you know, I think part of it, I had to learn a few things before mm-hmm. I did that. Because I don't think I could have gone to where I wanted to go without mm-hmm. the stability that I'm getting right now. Right. So, Do you think music is like a, you'll do it later? Or do you think it's kinda, you're kind of just done with it? The question is so loaded and depressing. No, please ask, ask, ask. Um, Last night I got on and I made music for about 30 minutes. This is going to sound really sad, okay? But it's not. Okay. I I made music for 30 minutes and it was the happiest I've been in four months. Wow. In four months. Yeah, I sat there and I was like, I haven't been this happy or filled with joy in almost an imperceptible amount of time. The amount of stress that I've been dealing with lately is palpable. I'll sit in my chair and I can feel my heart beating out of my chest. And that's not an exaggeration. And uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, I am so stressed just because I have a lot of stuff to do. And I was listening to this. The last thing I'll say, I don't mean to like, no, this is great. So last night I'm, um, I'm listening to, okay, so the, I brought these books because I thought they, we, might, we might end up talking about this kind of stuff. So okay. I'm reading this book called Scaling People, okay? okay? So this lady, Claire's Hughes Johnson, she started at Google when they were like 200 people and they grew it to like 50,000 and she was a key player. And then she left Google to go to Stripe and she grew it from 200 people to 7,000 as the chief operations officer. And so her specialty is scaling and growing people and scaling and growing companies. And she said that uh, there's this crazy analogy in the beginning. And it basically says, whenever somebody's learning to type in the beginning, they always use one finger. And then she said, they slowly get better. And then, you know, and then she said, people are building up. And she said, eventually people never grow past a certain point when it becomes muscle memory. And she goes that, that, wow. that 90 to hundred percent never really happens. And she said, the reason why is because people will practice at the pace that they're comfortable. Mm. He said they will go as fast until they are no longer, once stress is induced, once there's like difficulty, people will pace down and they'll Mm. slow down what they're doing. So what they did in the test was, is they took a metronome for as fast as they could type, tick, 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 and they put a metronome right there. And then they upped the speed by 30%. So they took where their fastest was and their most comfortable spot was. And they stretched it and pulled it up a little bit. And that's how the people grew. So wow. right now, I feel like I'm in this space where I was like, I am I was comfortable. <laughs> I was feeling good. Yeah. Now I'm, I feel so stretched in every direction. And I feel like I'm, I've got the metronome next to me and I'm trying to keep up. And it's a really good thing because when I go back to a normal pace, I think I'm just going to be flat, easy mode. Like I'm on yeah. cruise control, dude. Like I got, I got an Asian masseuse on my shoulders. I'm in the back seat, dude, and I'm getting cranked on. I mean, I'm just loving this masseuse. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, it it has been such a stretch season for me in all the ways I didn't expect, but I think in a lot of the ways that I I needed. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what does a day in life look? like for you i don't i feel like it's a loaded question as well but like what time no do you get no up? <clears throat> no okay so 
I wake up at 7.30 every day and I read the Bible for an hour. And then I go to the gym for two hours and I work out. And then I come back and from about 11.30 a.m., once I'm done with the gym, I will work until about 7 to 8.30 p.m. I'll spend an hour and a half with Erica and I go to bed and do it again. Wow. That's the grind. Very right cool. Now. How do you maintain your... How do you maintain your marriage in such a busy season? You just have to let it go. Yeah, you can't maintain it. It's impossible. <laughs> so you just got to let your wife go. Yeah, because I'm in that uh, season too where it's like I'm trying to be more intentional with my wife because I started to notice when uh, just like after the honeymoon, we got back, we started going to work. You just kind of get like the hustle bustle of life, you know, serving at church, working, and it's just like... I don't know. Not that she's like mundane, but it's just common. It's like you're you're at home mm, with your wife. That's a good way and to so, say it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like yes. um, I have been really, really intentional with serving my wife and just loving on my wife and just being intentional with spending time with her. For example, every morning, I'm really proud to say this. When I'm done getting ready, I have about 20 minutes before I have to leave to work. I will just stand in the bathroom while she's getting ready and we'll just hang out and talk. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Nice. Needed that yeah. end part. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, right I just stand in the bathroom while that's... she while she does her thing. <laughs> You're like, I'll have 20 minutes left, and I'll just stand and I'll just enjoy. Sorry, no, I was actually... she yeah, asked me yeah. to leave. I'm like, no, no. See, that's good though. I, I, yeah. I, sometimes the pace is so quick right now. I'll I'll go to slow down or do something that requires slowing down like that, and I actually feel this is gonna this is gonna sound weird. I feel guilty for living a slow life. Like, I feel guilty that the pace isn't quick, and I feel guilty that I'm not progressing. Like, I can't read books that are fun. Like, when I'm sitting in bed and I'm reading I'm reading about, like, a, a novel that's, like, you know, he went to space and, and like, a dragon came out. Uh, you know, I enjoy it, but half halfway through, I'm, 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 I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not going anywhere. So, it's cool right. that you can slow it down and enjoy that time because I feel like yeah. once you get crazy about it, sometimes it gets lost. Sure. I like that you say um, you don't like reading books that you like have fun with because even with me, a, bit, a New Year's resolution that I have is to read more because I do not read. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn. I just want to learn more things, especially now that I'm doing podcasting because someone that I looked up to, uh, I still do kind of. I don't really believe uh, with a lot of his beliefs and stuff, but Joe Rogan, uh, he knows a lot of stuff. When it comes to mm-hmm. when he talks to people, he just knows so many so much stuff and so i want to just kind of have a little bit of knowledge not of everything but just kind of know what i'm talking about um when i first started podcasting like five years ago before i came to go ministries my grandma she listened to my first episode she's like you should really do some research before you start talking about stuff and she had a point because i was talking about the most famous coffee in the world or the most expensive bag of coffee in the world yeah my cousin's like where does it come from yeah, it was cat poop. And she, he, my cousin was like, where does it come from? I was like, I don't know. How much is the bag? I don't know. Mm. And it's like, you know, and so it's it's just when you don't really know what you're talking about, you can't really go anywhere. And so plus two, um, I uh, I was reading a book last night. It's all the major religions. It's a big, like thick book. And I was kind of thinking, it's like, I think I don't want to really dive in and be consumed by other religions, but I think it would be practical to know the fundamentals and the beliefs of other uh, religions because if I get um, mm. approached by a Buddhist or a, someone who believes in Hinduism or if I ever mm. have them on a podcast, I'm not bombarded by their beliefs and I get punched in the face with the religion. It's like 
I know what I know what I'm talking about, and I know what mm-hmm. my Bible says about what their beliefs. You know, so I just I'm in a season where I want to learn more. Um, so I really like that you're that you said that you you read books that you don't really have fun with. I think that's very yeah. disciplined. Yeah, I I still love them. I I still like I love reading skill based books, but um, yeah. that's cool that you said that. I don't I don't mean to side train this, but <clears throat> one thing. That, so I read this book called The Kingdom of the Cults. Okay. Do you know who Dr. James Tannis? Oh, yes. I mean, do you know this minister? Uh, sorry. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, so basically I came up to him and I went onto the website for the church of Scientology and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm perusing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just gandering around church of Scientology. Just curious. And I can't tell any difference between what they believe and what we believe. And so I text him. I was like, Dr. James, help me out. I was like, I, I'm looking at this Church of Scientology. I went to the Church of Science too, um, like Christian scientists. I also, like, I think I went to the Mormon website and I couldn't tell a difference. Same scriptures, same mm-hmm. words, same faith, same all of that. And I'm like, Dr. James, I can't tell a difference. What's going on here? Like I, I, everywhere I go when I'm, when I'm raised up in the faith circle is like, oh, this is off, this is off. But I'm not seeing any literature or, or verbiage that's different. And he recommended me this book, and this is a crazy thing, and this has stuck with me my whole life. He recommended me this book called Kingdom of the Cults, and it's a spirit-led perspective on Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, Christian science. And uh, this is the most, like, this lesson in the beginning of the book has stuck with me, no lie, for almost four years now, and I've never forgot it. And he said, if you go into those religions, you never you never find differences in the keywords. You always find differences in the definitions. Mm. He said, sometimes people will feel, will say that you're righteous, but the way that you define righteousness and they is where the difference is. They define righteousness. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm making this up right now because I can't remember the specifics. And they'll say they define righteousness by something you do. But mm, in you know the New Testament believers, we define righteousness by something that you've received. It's completely different. It's not a works mentality. In Christian science, it's the same thing. When uh, they believe that you're healed, they believe that sickness does not exist at all. Like it's it's um, it's not real at all. It, it has no bearing. So I say this all to say um, that lesson that that a lot of times you will communicate something assuming the definitions because you define them a certain way. And other people will assume their definitions. And most of the time, it's called misunderstanding if you don't produce clarity in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that's crazy that you're saying that because a lot of times those, you know, those three degree and, and 20 degree changes of, you know, what we would consider baseline Christianity. But for them, they probably think their baseline and we're the crazy people um, yeah. is the definitions because the, all the keywords we're using is the same. We're still using Jesus. We're still using faith. We're, all, all those are in, in and throughout the Bible. It's just the way that, you know, they've defined them. So anyway, I don't mean yeah. to jump off. No, it was great. When you said Christian science, did you mean Scientology? Is that what Scientology is? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. do you know what Scientology believes? I'm only asking because my mom literally just asked me two days ago. What's that? No, I don't. No. Okay. Hey guys, I just want to come on here real quick and say thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you have a friend or a family member that you know will enjoy this episode, stop what you're doing and send it to them right now. If this is a message that they need, or if you know that they'll just enjoy it, send it their way so we can keep growing the Sipping All family. All right, guys, thank you for sharing. Let's get back to the episode. Whenever you get into those religions, it says in the Bible, be careful to the truths that you hear. 
Yeah. So I always, I wanted to read Mein Kampf a long time ago. Okay. So obviously this is a a major jettison from Mormonism straight over into, you know, Nazism. (laughs) But I was curious. I was like, how did we get here? How did you murder 6,000 Jews under a flag of doing the right thing? How how Mm -hmm. is that even possible? And, um, and the Lord told me, don't. He was like, mm-hmm. do not read that. He said, be careful to the truths that you hear. And he goes, there may be a mature place in your future when you can delve into wrong belief. But if you can't clearly define the differences between wrong and right, you can't delve into wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, like sure. if you don't clearly know right, once you go into wrong, the issue is, is you're like, wait, why is this wrong? Well, that's right. a big issue because now you're ready for to be deceived and things can happen. So anyway, yeah, you'll yeah. be swayed. If you're not on a front foundation, you'll be swayed. And then you'll, well, that makes sense. It's like, oh, Hindus believe this. Well, that makes more sense because the Bible says this, but the Hindus are like that, like, you know. So um, I've never really encountered uh, a religious person, a a person who doesn't uh, believe in Christianity. I've never done that before. Um, But that's something that I want to have some knowledge in so that I can. Like I've never talked to an atheist. I've never talked to uh, someone who believes in a different. I've never even talked to a Jehovah Witness before. Um, mm-hmm. Not because of fear. It's just I've never practically just run into them and asked them questions. Um, so yeah, I've never done that. But that is something that I really kind of want to grow in and not attack. I never want to attack people and shove my beliefs mm-hmm. down their throat. I just simply want to ask them questions and kind of learn why they believe what they believe. Because I have this understanding: people are atheists for a reason. People are Hindus for mm. a reason. Mm. Maybe they grew that's up really that well way. Said. You know, yeah. um, maybe someone's an atheist because their dad was an atheist, and that's all they know. They've never really been introduced to this whole Jesus thing. And so, mm. why would I represent Jesus in a false way and attack them for them being atheist? Absolutely. So, I've I've been in a season where I've wanted to learn a little bit more about religions so that I can practically just communicate with people and talk to people. Um, so yeah, but plus I'm just a curious person. I love asking questions. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, well, I think that makes it like, um, like what we used to do interviews with, with, uh, a ministry I used to work at. Um, <laughs> uh, when I used to do th- these interviews at a ministry I used to work at, uh, one of the biggest questions I asked myself when I did interviews is I said, how can I mine the gold inside of a person? Because ultimately my job is to make sure that I get the most pragmatic lessons out of mm. this person for other people. And um, I think that that's like the true, like if you're going to be a host, you know, you need to be able to pull it out of people. But okay. So with you studying uh, other religions, are, are you in any way afraid to delve into those sectors? I've always had this um, one, the Lord told me not to with mind comp, but I've had this a little bit like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just felt kind of, at arm's length or a wary to go into the enemy's camp and, and, you know, pull back the the curtain and, you know, look at him and his wife, you know, washing up in the sink. <laughs> that analogy didn't work, or, but basically, yeah. you know, to like study other things and not get derailed. I was just, you know, so how do you, how do you feel sure. about that? Like, what's your thoughts? Have you ever, has that even come up to you? Yeah. So the first thing that I think about is Bill Johnson, uh, who is a, of course, a minister. He said something that was really cool. And I kind of, I kind of believed and I agreed with him. And I feel like you might be in the same place. He said that he's too far into Jesus that he can't be swayed not to believe in him. Mm. Like if someone said Jesus is not real, it's like, that's not going to, that's not going to sway him. He said, there's other things that could tempt him that could really like mess him up, like fear and all that stuff. Um, or hurt or pain. He said, that's where 
it kind of like in his own personal life, it affects him. So that being said, it's like, I'm so far into Jesus um, that I do feel comfortable, but um, I always have this understanding to run back to what the word says. If that makes sense. Um, It's like Hindus believe this or, um, and even to people who don't believe in Christ uh, in my own life have talked about, well, the Bible says this. And it's like, it does, but that's not the right context. And so I have mm. this understanding to what does the word say? Uh, what's the context of what they're saying? Because of course Mormons can say the Bible says this and then they can twist it. Um, but I do, I, I, I've never really thought about like, <clears throat> let me think. I've never had like a fear, but I will say like me opening that book, I kind of had a thought. I was like, is this wrong for me to do? Mm. You know, is it me? Is it wrong for me as a Christian to kind of read a little bit about different religions rather than read my Bible more or mm. dive deeper into Christianity more, be more firm in my belief rather than dabbling in other beliefs just to learn about them? Mm. So that thought came in. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of like in a, I'm not sure. I didn't feel convicted. I didn't feel like what I was doing was wrong. Um, but when that thought came in, I was like, huh. You know, totally interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I guess um, something that is kind of adjacent to this subject for me is like we grew up in a ministry, you know, where like, it, you know, you were mandated in the mornings to, to read and pray. You know, whether people did that with their whole heart is definitely up for question. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we definitely sure. had some uh, no shows on the brain sector. <laughs> You go to dude 100%. But here, here's, just, here's the honest truth though, you know. Like I I felt like when when like now that I've been spending time with the Lord, you know, I don't know how to explain this, okay? Like Paul, he's in prison, okay? And he I'm sure they didn't give him a Bible. They're like, "Oh, Paul, you're going to be in prison. Like we know you love to read. Here's a Bible." And something I think about so often is like the New Testament believers did not have the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Paul is writing the book and yeah. that we read to this day. And he has no touch point on the only representation of Jesus Christ that he has is the Old Testament that glares on it. When Jesus does the same thing, remember, he gets into the temples and he starts pointing at the verses and he says, this is me right here. This is me. Mm-hmm. All this is me. And he's sh- showing types and shadows. And then now he's in the present. And people are like, you know, the Pharisees are coming unglued. They're freaking out because they hate it. And I just felt like it's going to sound really weird. And I don't mean to be anti-Christian, but Paul is in prison and he sings with at one point with Peter and their chains fall off. Actually, it might have been Peter and somebody else, but their chains fall off from singing to the Lord. And uh, at, at some points, Paul's in prison and he's beaten and stuff and he doesn't have a book to read. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have uh, uh, a Second Timothy two twenty four to pull out. All he has is what it says that that our Paul didn't receive his revelation from anybody, but it was directly downloaded from the Holy Spirit. And so I just think like how much of this is really tied up in the book, and how much of this is tied up in communion? Mm-hmm. Because to me, it seems like maybe the largest portion we're putting is reading. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that is the largest portion to receiving. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess, you know, I don't know how this piggybacks, but something you said reminded me of it. Yeah. Because I just feel like maybe, maybe this isn't all about just spending an hour a day in the book. Maybe this is really about the relationship and that secret intimate moment you have with the Lord and those downloads that he'll give you that will make you present and capable in your life. And so I, for sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just, I've been kind of thinking maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a little religious <laughs> <laughs> about some, some ways that I look at, you know, what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So someone who ministered to me in my life was like, we're supposed to be Christ-like and we're supposed to spend time with him, but everyone is different. Therefore, Find something that you enjoy doing while spending time with them. For example, some people love worship. Some people can spend hours in worship, listening to music, mm. singing unto him. That's their personality. Some people can literally sit down, read the Bible for hours. That's who they are. Some people love to go outside and walk and pray. That's who they are. Find mm. what you like to do while being with Christ because we're not all the same. We're not all meant to sit in the uh, sit down, read the Bible for 3 hours. That's not what makes you spiritual. He said what what matters is you're building that intimate relationship with him and so just kind of find those things. Like you and Erica have certain things that you love doing together. Probably mm. you guys have things that you love to do together that mean Esther wouldn't really enjoy. Right. Mm. So I mean Esther do things that we enjoy. Say it. Wow. Yeah, you and yeah. you and Erica have certain things that you enjoy. And so kind of finding that thing, what brings you closer to God? Um, and what brings you closer to Jesus? Um, is it prayer? Is it reading? Is it fasting? Is it um you know, of course we should do all these things. Um, is it going on walks and praying? You know, is it yeah. waking up super early in the morning? Is it staying up super late at night and praying? Um, mm. like I've felt so convicted lately because this guy uh, preached, uh, my boss showed me this video, and he was like, Jesus woke up early in the morning to pray. Therefore, as Christians, we should too. And like, I was yeah. like, crap, I do not wake up early in the morning to pray. Mm. Um, and so I kind of felt bad, like, you know, that I don't wake up early in the morning. And then I just remembered it's like, um, and my youth pastor told me this. He was like, he knows people who wake up in the morning and they pray for hours, yet they're so fleshy. Or they seem like they're so spiritual, but they just they're so misled and they say it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so you just kind of have to find what you enjoy doing with the Lord. And so yeah. yeah. I, I I think that's the way to say it, because like um <clears throat> this is this is a crazy I think I don't know how much about this. Oh, I think we're over. Should we should we cut it? Yeah, so I'm gonna cut it. Uh oh yeah, wow, nasty. Yeah, Will we have a part two or what what do we how are we we'll, where, where, we'll have where, a part two. Going we'll on? have a part okay. two. Yeah, yeah, okay. 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 we'll have okay. a part two. So ladies tune and gentlemen, in. thank you for oh. tune in. Hey out, thank you for listening to Sipping On with my buddy Charles. Don't worry, he's coming back for a part two, maybe a part three, who knows? Um, but you can now listen to um I always butcher this part. You can listen to Sipping On on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can buy me a coffee. Please do that. And you can buy us yes. some Sipping All merch. All the links will be in the description below. Uh, give it up for my friend Charles. Woo! Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later.